You are tuned to KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. It's 6 p.m. Tuesday, January 11, 2022. I'm Joyce Miller, and this is the KVMR Evening News. Right after the BBC headlines, Governor Gavin Newsom is going big in his budget plan, calling for expansion of health coverage to all, regardless of immigration status. The California Report has the details. Have recent events left you feeling like you're living in a pressure cooker? After a roundup of regional news and weather, Felton Pruitt shares a wealth of ways to let off steam. And Mark Cuniberti is here with Money Matters. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Buoyed by another year of big surplus tax revenues, Governor Gavin Newsom has released his proposed $286 billion state budget for the coming fiscal year. The budget focuses on spending big to confront such issues as the pandemic, education, housing and homelessness, climate change, and the state's drought. Newsom's budget also proposes an expansion of health care access to all California residents, regardless of immigration status. With more on that, here's KQED politics reporter Guy Marsharati. Newsom laid out dozens of ideas in his three-hour budget presentation on Monday, but called this the big one. California is poised to be, if this proposal is supported, the first state in the country to achieve universal access to health coverage. The governor wants to spend over $800 million next fiscal year and billions in the years to come to provide Medi-Cal coverage to the low-income, undocumented Californians currently ineligible, those between the ages of 26 and 49. Republicans like State Senator Jim Nielsen were extremely critical of the idea. He's opening the door to a blank check providing for illegal individuals who come to California. But Newsom's proposal is likely to win support from Democrats in the legislature, like Assembly Budget Chair Phil Ting. We've been advocating for full Medi-Cal expansion for years, and having the governor propose the final step to move towards universal health care in California, I think, is a great step. Many progressives, however, want the state to go further and a bill to shift California to a single-payer, government-run health care system faces a committee hearing this morning. Asked about that idea, Newsom said he hasn't had the chance to read it yet. For the California Report, I'm Guy Marzarati. Hospitals in the U.S. are seeing a record number of children hospitalized with COVID-19. And California is no exception. Reporter Kitty Alvarado with KPBS in San Diego has more. Dr. John Bradley is the director of infectious diseases at Rady Children's Hospital in San Diego. He says right now they have twice the number of children hospitalized with COVID than at the peak last year. But again, the kids aren't, aren't as sick. The numbers of positive tests is through the roof. That's, you know, five times more positive cases are being reported now than, than last year. The children testing positive have either mild or no symptoms, and the hospital says the children did not come in for COVID concerns at first. They were there for cancer treatments or support for other illnesses, and routine tests caught their infections. Bradley urges parents to take precautions and vaccinate their children against COVID because even a mild infection can trigger more serious illness that can have lasting health repercussions. For the California Report, I'm Kitty Alvarado in San Diego. 
The unprecedented surge in new COVID cases has led to a COVID test shortage at retail stores. So over the weekend, Governor Gavin Newsom signed an executive order that gives consumers price gouging protections. KPCC's Jackie Fortier has the details. Newsom's executive order prohibits sellers from marking up prices on COVID at-home test kits by more than 10 percent. It also gives law enforcement additional tools to take action against price gougers by making it a misdemeanor. Starting January 15th, the Biden administration will require private insurance companies to cover the cost of eight at-home COVID tests per month, if you can find any. In the meantime, frustrated people seeking COVID tests are clogging up L.A.'s already over run hospital emergency rooms. Later this month, the federal government will launch a website to begin making 500 million at-home COVID tests available through the mail. For the California Report, I'm Jackie Fortier in Los Angeles. With the surge in COVID-19 cases and long lines at many testing sites, Los Angeles County has launched a new program to help ease some of the backlog. The program allows residents to pick up a PCR test kit, complete it, and return it to a designated site for processing. County health officials say they expect the program to provide more than 6,000 tests a day. Grocery stores have been some of the few retailers that have stayed consistently open during the pandemic. Now, a new report highlights how workers at one chain, Kroger's, which owns Ralph's and Food for Less, are faring, and how the virus has affected their work. KQED's Michelle Wiley reports. Jeannie Olson works at the Ralph's in La Cunada, just outside of L.A. She's been there for four years and says, for the most part, she likes her job. I love my store. I'm proud of my store, and I like the people I work with. But like for so many, things have been tough. Olson says she makes just over $15 an hour, which barely covers her monthly rent of more than $1,500. And she's not alone. A new report from Economic Roundtable surveyed more than 10,000 Kroger workers in Southern California, Colorado, and the Puget Sound region of Washington and found that wages haven't kept up with the cost of living. Workers surveyed also said that conditions have gotten worse during the pandemic, with more people quitting or calling out sick. Daniel Flaming is the president of Economic Roundtable and co-authored the report. Grocery stores are one of the few places that have stayed open throughout the pandemic. They've really been the front line for this drama of incivility and kind of social transformation we've been going through in the pandemic. Flaming says workers are reporting frequent conflicts with customers over mask mandates and general anxiety and anger. And at the same time, nearly 80 percent of workers say they've experienced food insecurity. 14 percent say they're homeless right now or have been in the past year. And workers like Jeannie Olson, who was previously homeless for about a month, are still living on the edge. I feel like I'm on a banana deal. Because my rent's so high and I get paid so little that one false move and I could be homeless again. And between making decisions about what bill she can afford to pay and what food she can afford to eat, Olson's at work selling groceries. For The California Report, I'm Michelle Wiley. Support for The California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 800 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Personal Capital, 
helping people take control of their finances with financial tools and objective advice from a fiduciary advisor, PersonalCapital.com, and Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together on the web at SchmidtFutures.com. And that is the California Report for Tuesday, January 11th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening. In regional news, today is the day Pacific Gas and Electric pledged that it would have power restored to residential customers in Nevada County in the wake of the late December storms. The PG&E update, courtesy of Ubinet.com, indicated that as of 6 this morning, 567 customers remained without power in the Sierra Division. That's 423 customers in Nevada County, one in Placer County, and 143 in Sierra County. More than 100 crews were out in force today making the remaining repairs. The Nevada County Office of Emergency Services posted on its Facebook page today that the showers and laundry service set up at the Rood Center for out-of-power residents would no longer be available after today. OES added, although most residents have had their power restored, Nevada County's Emergency Operations Center will remain open to support storm-related needs. More information and resources can be found by calling 833-DIAL-211 or for those of you with restored internet, at mynevadacounty.com slash storminfo. As indicated by the Nevada County COVID-19 data dashboard, Nevada County reported 157 new cases of the virus since Monday and recorded one additional death since January 7th. According to the dashboard, 100 of the new cases were in the eastern part of the county and 57 in West County. 13 people are hospitalized. The Tibetan monks from Gadanshartse Monastery in India will visit Nevada County later this month. Sponsored by the Sierra Friends of Tibet, the Tibetan Buddhist monks will be in residence at the Banner Community Guild in Grass Valley from January 20th to January 29th. An opening ceremony will take place at 7 p.m. January 20th. The monks will be in residence at the Guild Hall, creating a sand mandala and providing teachings. The monks have visited annually since 2001. Their 20-year anniversary visit to Nevada County was cut short by the pandemic. Gold Country Media reports today that the Western Placer Waste Management Authority Board is scheduled to revisit its selection of a new operator for its facilities Thursday night. The decision will ultimately result in a $300 million contract over 10 years. The Western Placer Waste Management Authority sorts and processes waste for residents from Colfax to Roseville at its facility and landfill in Lincoln. In November, the authority board selected FCC Environmental based on its proposal. Another contractor, Green Waste of Placer County, has objected to the selection and is asking the board to revisit the decision. The board meets Thursday at 5 p.m. in Roseville and on Zoom. Turning to regional weather, dry weather continues with slightly above normal high temperatures. Some patchy late night and morning valley fog is possible. This evening in Nevada City and Grass Valley, partly cloudy with a low around 50 degrees. Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high in the mid-60s and a low around 50. 
In Truckee tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 23. Wednesday in Truckee, mostly sunny with a high of 52 and a low in the mid-20s. In Sacramento this evening, mostly cloudy with a low of 38. Wednesday in Sacramento, intervals of clouds and sunshine with a high near 60 and a low around 40. The latest data modeling from the National Weather Service Climate Prediction Center suggests that this period of dry weather with slightly above normal temperatures could stick around at least until January 25th. If you live in Nevada County, chances are you've been through a bit of a -a stress-a-thon in the past few weeks, months, years. You've got plenty of company. Felton Pruitt is here with a wealth of practical information to help you or your loved ones meet the challenge. We're talking with Priya Cannell. She's from the Nevada County Behavioral Health Department. She's an analyst there, and we're going to talk about getting your head straight after all these trying times that we're facing right now, Priya, aren't we? Yeah, it's been an incredibly challenging time. You know, we're now over two years into this pandemic, coming out of fire season and, you know, obviously most recently coming out of this really intense winter storm that left so many without power and basic needs. And, you know, we know that there are still people who haven't had power restored, but it's just been a really, really trying, challenging time for folks. And also here we are, it's after New Year's Eve. This is also one of the most stressful times of the year. And then that's on top of just everybody else's normal life. You might have something in your life that might be adding a little stress or drama that you don't need. So everything building up on top of everything, building up on top of everything, it's a heck of a time around here right now. Yeah, it can start to feel like a pressure cooker sometimes when you've got things building up and building up, you know, whether those be the the things that we're all experiencing. But yeah, like, like you mentioned, everyone's got their own personal challenges as well. And You know, I think that's one of the big things that we're encouraging people to do is look out for each other. I think that was something that we saw Nevada County do a really amazing job of in this winter storm, hearing lots of stories about neighbors taking care of others and family members. But, you know, that applies to our mental health as well. Checking in on our friends, our families, our neighbors, our coworkers to see how we're doing. Check in on people. Who can you call and and talk to and, and create space, you know, for that person to explain what they're going through, what they're feeling, what pressures they're experiencing. So you've got some resources that people can reach out for. Let's talk about them. Yeah. So most recently, um, you know, having been through this intense winter storm, I wanted to highlight that there is a disaster distress line. It's a national line with trained crisis and support counselors. You can either call by phone or text, and it's 1-800-985-5990 available 24-7. I even called myself a couple uh, last week just to kind of check it out and it's pretty short wait time. So, you know, it's a really great resource. If you just, if you're feeling super overwhelmed and you just need someone to talk to and you don't feel comfortable doing that with someone in your life, encourage folks to reach out to, to that line. And we also have a couple other resources. Locally, we have a crisis line. It, folks can call at 530-265-5811. And that's a really great resource because that crisis team is really well-tuned into the local resources that we have in Nevada County. People could sure use it right now. 
at the radio station, we kind of are a crisis center, and the people will call us just to tell us their problems. And, and we sit and listen because we know that there's not a lot of places for people to reach out. So it's great that the county is stepping up. And you've already had these things in place, but now we're emphasizing how people can get them. Exactly. It's just about getting the word out there and trying to make sure people are aware of these resources. Um, it can be hard to try to find the right avenues to get help when you're struggling. So the more people that know about these resources, the more people can share them with others who maybe don't have the capacity right now to, to go seek out those services themselves. So let's say I was going online and I was just going, I want to get some help or I just want to get some advice or just understand what my options are. Where would you start going online? A really great local resource that we have is Let's Talk Nevada County. And so you can go to letstalknevadacounty.org. It's www.letstalknevadacounty.org. And it's got a really comprehensive list of resources, you know, some of the phone lines I mentioned, but also kind of just some basic guides about reminding people how to take care of themselves, take care of others, and then also those professional helping resources when those aren't enough. So we really try to consolidate everything that folks might need access to to get help for their emotional health, mental health. And I guess we also goes kind of back to the basics of you, you want to be eating well, resting, getting exercise, because the more healthy your body is, then the more healthy your mind is. Absolutely. Those are some of the tips that we have compiled and listed. But taking care of yourself is a really great first step to taking care of your mental health, whether that be getting exercise however you can, um, you know, grab some snowshoes, depending on where you're at eating well, nourishing your body with good, healthy foods, trying to get sleep. I know that can be a hard thing for some people, especially experiencing maybe some anxiety during this time. And then just, you know, being mindful of your alcohol and, and or drug intake at this time, you know, being mindful of the effect that can have on your mental health. Routine is another really good suggestion, maintaining as much routine as possible in whatever ways you can. And then, you know, staying connected. So in addition to kind of reaching out to, uh, to others that you might be concerned about, check in on yourself. Like if you feel like you're feeling disconnected or if you're feeling like you just really need to vent, be mindful of that. You, we talked about the professional resources, but our local social network is so important as well. Make that effort to call your friends. Maybe you haven't talked to a friend in a while and, you know, they might be struggling too and you might get some mutual benefit out of that, that conversation. We're talking with Priya Cannell from Nevada County's Behavioral Health Department. Uh, give them the website and phone numbers for a little more help real quick once again. Absolutely. So www.letstalknevadacounty.org. And then if you're struggling right now and you need help right now, call our local crisis line at 530-265-5811. Or you can also call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273 8255. And all those numbers and more resources are on that website, letstalknevadacounty.org. That's Priya Cannell from the Nevada County Behavioral Health Department. Thanks so much for the info. Thanks, Felton. How does the stock market imitate life? For one thing, it's unpredictable as heck, and no one knows what's going to happen next. How to respond? Some thoughts from Mark Cuniberti on today's Money Matters. Welcome to another edition of Money Matters. My name is Mark Cuniberti. Into the second week of 2022, and the market seems to be continuing its bipolar action, with certain sectors rising one day and then falling the next. 
the so-called tech wreck that began late in 2021, although not a complete obliterating event, continues to hammer the fans of many technology stocks. Although the latest COVID Omicron variant is infecting more people than ever, many of the once popular stay-at-home stocks continue to erode, or at least not recover from their late 2021 sell-off. The last time a variant hit, which was Delta, the stocks that were selling off in hopes of a reopening economy caught a bid because of the fear that more shutdowns might be enacted and cause people to once again stay home and use the stay-at-home technologies. Stocks like Peloton and Zoom, which skyrocketed during the first part of 2020 when COVID first hit, only to get creamed when it appeared vaccines might finally harness COVID once and for all, rose with the Delta variant news, yet did not react as positively when Omicron arrived. Although Omicron appears to be more contagious, investors don't appear to be overly worried that it threatens the reopening trade and continue to hit the sell button on these stay-at-home technologies. Either the investing public believes Omicron isn't a threat to the economy, as Delta and the original COVID virus was, or they are just plain tired of succumbing to the handcuffing of a COVID event. Investors trying to guess which sectors will rise or fall next are certainly not adding more stability to the indexes. In fact, the market direction seems as elusive as ever. Although some of the major indexes continue to reach towards new highs, the average investor may be scratching his head as to why their portfolios may not be acting as robustly. Investors riding the indexes as a whole may be faring better than those buying individual stocks, which is a change from the stock picker's paradise witnessed when COVID first hit. Since many stocks got obliterated at the start of COVID because they were in industries hit the worst by crowd throttling, buying an index back then, which are large baskets of many stocks, may not have been the most profitable route. Instead, buying companies that specifically benefited from a virus-induced shutdown was likely a better and more lucrative decision. Not so apparently now, as although many stocks are bouncing up and down like proverbial ping-pong balls, some major indexes continue to steadily climb despite the volatility. Will the stock markets of 2022 develop some definitive direction to make negotiating the indexes a somewhat easier and more predictable endeavor? Or will the severe daily rotations of stock sectors we saw in 2021 continue to frustrate investors in 2022? Only time will tell. And of course, what COVID does will have a bearing on it as well. That's it for today's Money Matters. The views expressed are my opinions only and do not necessarily reflect the staff, members, or underwriters of this news media. This is not meant as investment advice nor a solicitation to buy or sell any securities, nor represents the opinion of any bank, investment firm, or brokerage. Our website is moneymanagementradio.com, where everything is free. Our way of saying thank you for listening to your community radio station. I hold California Insurance License OL34249 and a Medicare agent approved in the state of California. My name is Mark Cunaberti. Thanks for listening. That's our newscast. Coming up next at 6.30 on Food Sleuth. Is the food you eat as pure and healthy as the labels might indicate? Host Melinda Hemmelgarn and guest Eva Greenthal expose the misinformation that shows up on food packaging and discuss how it might lead you to consume potentially harmful ingredients. At 7 p.m. on Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman, it's an hour-long observance of 20 years of the prison at Guantanamo Bay. At 8 p.m., more of the music you love with Mikhail Graham's Other Side. And at 10, 
The Transit Lounge with Bill Emerson. KVMR Community Radio gets support from Carmen's Garden and Greenhouse, locally owned since 2012, on Loma Rica Drive, Grass Valley. Stocking greenhouse coverings and components, down-to-earth amendments, IPM products, and more. Open Monday through Friday, 10 to 5, carmensgarden.com. And Ben Franklin Crafts, locally owned and showcasing the beauty of winter and Christmas. For arts and crafts, home decor, school projects, knitting, Ben Franklin Crafts on Sutton Way, Grass Valley. Online at benfranklin-crafts.com. This is Joyce Miller wishing you a safe Tuesday evening.